0: Deep in
1: the backwoods of America,
0: we have climbed the highest mountains, searched
1: the densest forest, dragged the swamps, and scoured the prairies to find our leader. Retired U.S. Marine gunny, Bud Cornwell.
2: Great Patriots of America. This is the Gunny, and you're on the Patriot Cause. Got a very, very special guest on the Patriot Cause today. Senator Tommy Tuberville. Better known for us that live in Alabama as coach. He's a great patriot that has been elected by you to represent you in the Swamp, better known as Washington, D.C. He's doing a wonderful job in trying to control what the military is doing to our forces. And without further ado, welcome Senator Coach Tommy Tupperfield. Senator, thank you so much for being on the Patriot cause. Uh, There's a lot of questions that veterans, I'm a retired gunny. We have retired Colonel Mark Harper with us. And uh, we are absolutely at a point where we just, we just don't get it anymore. We don't understand uh, from a military leadership aspect what what is actually going on in this country and why it's happening so what i want to do first off is i'm going to read the first three sentences that your secretary sent me which i think is important cuz we have to understand what's happening and and what you're doing which it, which is great but the battle that you're fighting is tremendous and I, I don't think a lot of people understand what you're facing what you're up against and thankful that you're there uh we'd rather have you as a coach but thankful that you're there and so last tuesday you announced plans to force a vote to confirm the command of the marine corps i love it uh i'm a marine and you, you gotta have the the best leaders and not only the best leaders of the military, but the best leaders of the nation. And that process should work that way, where the senators and from all states agree that this person is the right person. And not even 24 hours later, Schumer gave in and filed cloture on three military nominees. And we'll talk about that for a second you have repeatedly said that Schumer can bring these nominees to the floor or get the Pentagon to reserve their illegal policy. The move by Schumer proves that is true. So the first question I have, sir, is help us understand this process, specifically this filed cloture process. Cloture, cloture. yeah. What What is this process and why are they able to do it?
3: Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. And, uh, I'd like to say, especially to your audience, there's nobody, uh, up here that's a bigger military fan than I am. I did not. Absolutely. I was not in the military, but I was a military brat. Uh, my dad was in the military landed at Utah beach, uh, at age 17 right. or 18, drove a tank across Europe was awarded five bronze stars and a purple heart. And, uh, then I actually died in a training mission at age fifty-three. Uh, so there's nobody that uh, that that really enjoys working with the military more than me. And I'm also on the Veterans Affairs Committee as well as the Armed Services Committee. But that being said, uh, I understand leadership. I was a I I was forced to be a leader, but when I became a head coach years ago, and there's a whole lot of correlation. I mean, somebody has got to make decisions. Somebody has got to right. do the organization. Somebody has got to do the hiring and firing. Somebody has got to set the rules and make sure you go by the rules. But, uh, I've watched our military since I've been here, been disappointed in some areas. Now we've got a lot of great young men, yes. and women in the military,
2: Absolutely.
3: they're dedicated, but y'all will know this. If you don't have a strong military you don't have anything in your country because everything's up for grabs because you don't have the freedoms. You don't have the freedom of speech. You don't have the rules, which are rules of the constitution. So, uh, over the last couple of years, I've watched the administration, the Biden administration, uh, attack our military, uh, in, in ways that, uh, I just, I it just really made me mad to be honest with you. But, uh, when this rule went down with Roe Wade from the Supreme Court saying that abortions had to go back to the states, federal government had nothing to do with it. Well, you know, that that's the way it ought to be because people should be able to vote on it in their state, not that federal judges and, and senators and congressmen make the abortion laws. Well, the Biden administration said we can't handle the states, but we can handle federal employees. So that's what they did. They went after the military and uh, we've had a, uh, policy in the military for thirty five years that went through Congress, went through the Senate. Joe Biden voted for it, as well as the other Democrats. And it was abortion for the three exceptions. No taxpayer money used. And it's worked perfectly. Nobody's complained about it or anything, but they changed it. They said we're going to do a new policy and we're going to involve taxpayer money. They briefed me on it and I said, wait a minute. I mean that's illegal. You can't do that. You know, at least You've got to run it through Congress. and If you can get it passed, that's fine. They said, no, we're going to change it with a memo. So that's when I told them I was going to block all their admirals and generals uh, as a group. Now, I'm not blocking single nominees. They can bring anybody up uh, like we do normal federal circuit judges. They can they can have them confirmed, but I'm not going to allow them to do three or 400 at a time. And so uh, I believe in a democracy. I do not believe that the White House and the Pentagon should dictate to the people of this country, one of the most controversial issues, which abortion and money spent on abortion. So, uh, I've held these nominees now for what, seven months Well, last week we needed a commandant of the Marines. And I pulled out a rule, an old rule of the Senate saying the minority, if you get 17 senators to sign a petition, I can actually bring somebody up to the floor for that closure vote. Well, Schumer didn't like it because I, I got all my signatures and he said, I'm not going to let Coach uh, do this. I'm going to do it myself. So he actually confirmed three. So it kind of showed the people, hey, he can do these. He can do them himself. Uh, Coach is not holding them up. And so it's worked out pretty good. I'd love to get more of them confirmed, but uh, Democrats right now have control of the floor. I might bring another one or two up here in, in the near future to get them confirmed, force his hand again. But... It just shows you how hard-headed these people are uh, in the White House and the Pentagon when, you know, they change this policy and it's costing – they're they're blaming me for rating. And it's actually – it's them that have moved the policy. They can move it back, and we'd confirm all of them at one time. Uh, but uh, it is what it is.
2: Yes, so sir. Coach, and- can- Go ahead, Mark.
1: Coach, uh, you know, your dad fought – in the largest conflict ever known to man. The ratio of flag officers to personnel was 1 to 6,000 back in World War II. We now have 1 1,000 to 1,400 flag officers. It sounds like the military is just like Washington. It's bureaucrat heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you think about that?
3: Well, you're exactly right. There's 44 four-star generals as we speak, and we had seven during World War II, with 12 million military uh personnel. Now we only have 1.5 million. We've got way too many. But that, you know, that's that's not for me to say. I'll tell you that. That's for our president and the people in the Pentagon to decide that. Uh but I do agree we're top-heavy. And those four-star generals, each one of them have a couple of thousand civilian employees and a budget of uh two, three, four hundred million dollars. And so I would like to get it back to normal, uh, get it back down a little bit, uh, again, make it pre- prestigious to, to be a four star, not for everybody over to have one. Uh, and it's, uh, but again, it goes back number one to abortion. Number two, uh, being a dictator, which to me, that's communism when you're doing laws from the white house and stood it through Congress. And the third one is restructuring our military and getting it back to way it ought to be getting a. Few leaders at the top and the younger, younger ones working their way up, but yeah. and, and the expense we we're this year, our defense budget will be uh, close to $850 billion. And it's the little things like that, that, that I think that take away from the really the people that do the war fighting and training for the war fighting is the privates and the sergeants and the captains and the lieutenants that need more pay. We do not pay these young men and women enough, you know, making $40,000. <laughs> uh, as a as a as somebody that's gonna go out and protect your country, you know that's welfare wages. I mean, you can't live on that. And uh, if if we expect to have an all volunteer military, we're gonna have to do something about that and flip this from top to bottom and try to get more money for the people that actually are doing the work in the
2: military. When I retired as an E seven after twenty years in the military, I was making thirty five thousand dollars a year. When I was a sergeant, I was getting food stamps and WIC because I couldn't live. And and you're right. That's just absolutely insanity. Uh, I worked for the VA as a chief information officer in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I've seen how this bureaucracy works in uh, these departments, as, as we call them. And I walked off the job. I was done. I didn't didn't want a pension, nothing. The reason behind that is because that is when I determined that I'm going to do what I can as a citizen, as a person to work with the legislation to control our government. So here's what I found out probably about a a week ago. The VA, because I go to the VA all the time, along, along with Mike is what they're doing is they have training videos on abortion. They're training these people how to do abortions, how to make that determination. Now, let me ask you this. I don't think the VA is part or attached to directly through the Department of Defense. It's a bureaucracy of medical health for the veterans. So why do they have? the right to do that if if they're not attached to this dod policy
3: well that's a good question again i'm uh, you know i'm on the va committee uh, as, as i said as well as armed right. services and last spring we found out for the first time ever that this came from the biden administration that they were going to start doing abortions in the va and uh, again we hit i hit the ceiling and so we went after this one They actually brought this one to the floor for a vote like they should the other one. And it passed, it passed, you know, and everybody said, why should we have not have uh, abortion in the VA? Number one, we're not equipped. Number two, we're not trained to do it. And, uh, but they they started them last spring and they're doing them again, but at least they went through the right process and voted. I lost a couple of Republican votes, but it still uh, discourages me, but, uh, you know, I'm, Again, uh, I've, I've been to the VA many times with my dad. I've, I've never been real fond of the VA because we unionize everybody in the VA. Uh, we got way too much bureaucracy, way too much paperwork. If there's I'm more for for community care where if, if you, for instance, have a problem, you should be able to go to your your real doctor, your community doctor, your community hospital, and the government pay for it. We are absolutely. Spending way too much money on something that's not as adequate as, as it should be. And I'm talking yeah. about the VA.
2: But but I will tell you this: I was in the VA in Arkansas and North Carolina and Virginia, different places. Alabama's the best, hands down. Nobody compares in my life what Alabama VA does for me. Good. And so- and I I'm, you know, I fill out the reviews and everything. So I'm just telling you, some places are better than others. And I think it's because the moral aspect of caring with the VA, that's, that's where it lies. So finally, I want to ask you this. When I was in the Marine Corps and when the colonel was in the Army, there were two groups. People said, what are you talking about? There were two distinct groups, men and women. There's a reason behind that. It's a moral issue and it's a physical issue that we have to deal with. But today, what has happened, give you an example, is a few years back, they allowed women to go into combat arms. I'm, I'm good with that. Some of them are good at it, and, and that's okay. But they were still separated when talking about barracks and showers and you know all of those things. But what we're dealing with is we're dealing with officers that are coming in being approved or uh, being allowed to do these DEA or DEI, you know, CRT, all of this stuff. What they're doing is they're separating people into groups in the military. And if I was still a gunny in the military, I would have a hard time because it doesn't matter where they come from. They're Marines. They're cohesive together. The only thing that separates them is, again, the moral and the physical abilities of an individual. Everything else is the same. Why are they trying to separate or develop this military into this insane society agreeing culture? I don't understand. Do you guys talk about that?
3: Oh, do we? Uh, and I, <laughs> we, we have these hearings with the SecDef and all the generals and and the the Secretary of Air Force and Navy and Army and and uh, we lash into them. The Republicans do now. Uh, again, let me say this. You know, we we're, we're losing our institutions. We're we're losing the FBI, the CIA, the DOJ. They've all become yes. woke infiltrated by by extremists by activists and uh, they attack the constitution our country nothing's done by law we're losing our streets we're losing our border Yes. but the one thing i will tell you <laughs> is the one thing we cannot lose and i said this There's earlier.
2: military we, cannot,
3: yeah. we can't lose if we lose that it's over uh they've already got our education system and, you know, for years, you know, it kind of goes up and down with kids, you know, going through schools and all these activists teaching, you know, climate change and, and uh the, as you said, the DEI, uh, the CRT, all that stuff. But when it comes to the military, the one thing I tell people, the military is not an equal opportunity employer.
2: Okay? That's correct. It,
3: it is something where you get in by merit. You get in because you can do the job. I don't care about race, religion, uh, wealth, poor, country, urban. It doesn't make me any difference. When you go in the military, if you are eligible, if you are physically eligible and you can do the job, I'm all for you. Because when you go in there, you got to understand your job is to protect this country and the Constitution. And you fight as a group. Now, I will tell you this. And we fight every day up here. With the Democrats trying to separate and put different groups within the military, if you do that, it'd be like saying in a, on a football team, okay, your offensive lineman, yeah. you don't have to worry about the defense, or you don't have to worry. Yep. You're a separate group. A quarterback, you're a. It is a team, and I tell the sec SecDef and I tell the the chairman of the uh, Joint Chiefs, you better keep this woke stuff out of the military. Quit dividing it, because if you do. We're going to lose our military. And when we lose that, we've lost our country. And so, again, as I said, uh, I want it by merit. I want it by dedication. I want it by discipline. And if we lose those three things, we got huge problems.
2: Yes, sir. I was a drill instructor in the Marine Corps for three years. I had to train these kids to to go out there and do that. And if they were weak, they were gone. It's yeah. that simple. That they didn't have it, when they were gone. The- But now it's like, oh, now you got to, you know, you got to let the platoons or graduate people based on so many of this, so many of that. That's insanity.
1: When I got back from the uh, Persian Gulf in 91, um, I was asked to speak on several occasions after that. And one of the questions that I was asked is, should women be allowed in combat? And I said, absolutely. They're just as ruthless as men. We just should send all female units. Because I was in a combat support uh, unit, and I had to walk the line at 4 o'clock, and I could just see me going into, you know, somebody manning the, the uh, towers and finding somebody coupled up which led the whole unit to possibly being decimated. And I went, no, we should put them in all female units, all male units, you know, and send them in. Yeah.
3: It's a, it's a tough situation. People ask me what I think. I said, listen, I don't care if you think you're a giraffe, uh, as long as you can work with other people and help us win, I always got to remember this too. There's no second place in war. You either That's- win or you're gone or you lose. And you're gonna lose, absolutely. and when you lose, a lot of them lose their lives. Look what's happening in Ukraine right now. There's hundreds of thousands of people getting killed on both sides, and this thing shouldn't have been over with. We have no diplomacy. We have nobody yeah, to really to no, work this absolutely out. Absolutely not. I mean it's it's the most asinine thing I've ever seen. We put the Ukrainians in a in a situation where uh, you know they can't win. I mean they don't have the numbers. It's not that I'm not pulling for Ukraine, and I'm not, I'm not a Putin fan you know this is not the old ussr this is russia this is a different country and they are actually in a lot of ways more christian than we are now you think yeah. about it they are yeah. more christian than we are and i heard putin himself say that western countries are losing their morals and when the yes. president when the president of russia is saying that and he goes, he goes yeah. we do not allow same sex marriage yeah i'm thinking i think i mean listen to this i mean it's it, it, things have totally swapped on us. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a religious person. I believe in God. If we don't get God yep. back in this country, I don't know how much longer yeah. we can last. But Absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm tired of this being pushed on our, our country, things that don't need to be pushed. And again, I'm all, I'm, I'm all for the military. I I want us to have the best in the world, but right now we're headed down a road where I don't think we've got a lot of room for improvement.
1: Well, coach, yes. uh, I know you have to go one last question for me, though, and you were talking about military. Why do we need 87,000 new IRS armed agents?
3: <laughs> because we're 33 trillion in debt. These people up here don't know how to work a budget, uh, and they're looking for any possible ways to get more money to pay for the crazy things like, you know, we spent, what, $4 trillion, $4 trillion. In the last few years on climate change and the climate hadn't changed now it will change my older. <laughs> but 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 we we can't control it the only person that can control the weather is god Amen. Uh, you know carbon in the air you know if we were to cut our carbon to zero look what russia look what china look what uh, india yeah. all these other countries are doing and not to say that they're right but they have no problems we, we love our environment. We love the world we live in and we're going to take care of it. And, and but we got these goop balls making billions of dollars. These politicians like Al Gore and John, they're making money off of this. And the American people are just being sucked in that our young kids in these universities are being sucked in by these, these crazies that are talking things that the EV cars and doing away with fossil fuels, you can't do it. It's impossible. We're gonna have electric we're gonna have electric trucks and war. Are you kidding me? I heard them say that.
2: <laughs> well, Man, you know, Tesla is gonna put you know, they're gonna put plug-ins in all the different countries so we can fight wars. <laughs> and you know, I get all that. And and you know, this this is absolutely insane what these what these people think about. And my my take on this is very simple. It's full global politics. It's not American politics. We're just being drawn in to the you know uh Charles Schwab's all you know all of that uh United Nations idea of making klaus Schwab say, not Charles yeah yeah, klaus well, Schwab.
1: So,
3: yeah. you yeah. know the things that are going on now with the crime in the street that we have is they're yeah. not safe the big cities the education's gone uh but the one thing that's going to get us. And it, it, you can go back and look at history of just ten years. What Europe did? They allowed all these illegal immigrants to come in. Now they're running their cities. They don't even go by the laws of the culture of some of these European cities. France is gone. Italy's gone. The UK's gone. Compared to what they used to be, they have no control. And what are we doing? We let eleven thousand people come across our border yesterday. Just yesterday, eleven thousand at one time. And think about this. We're in debt up to our eyeballs, and they cost us thirty dollars to $40,000 a year each,
2: each. that comes across.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah it's crazy. I mean, it is
3: absolutely crazy what we're doing, but that's the reason I'm a, I'm a Trump guy. Uh, I like President Trump. Now, yep. sometimes yep. he can be over the top, but I'm going to say he's a yep. leader. He'll make a decision, yep. and what he said, he says, when I'm reelected, they're going back to where they came from. And that's absolutely.
2: our only chance, that's that's our our only, only That's our only chance. Yes, and I sir, hear all these Democrats correct.
3: and a lot of people say, I just can't vote for him. I'm going to tell you what. If you don't, and we get this same group
2: back in there,
3: it's over. It's the over. country mm-hmm. that we grew up in is over. Absolutely. Over. Sack mm-hmm. the bat, circle the wagons.
2: Yep. Try mm-hmm. to figure out some kind of planet that you need to go to. Yep. Because, you know, uh, I love it. this Cuban guy was talking to Reagan, and, and he told him, he goes, I had a place to go. I, I was able to come to the United States to get freedom. There's no other place to go.
3: No, no. And other. And places. that's what we're, we're dealing with, right? We're, well, we're becoming like the other places now. That's that's the problem. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Absolutely. I'm gonna have to get out here. I gotta go vote. So thank y'all. Senator, you all. Senator And let's we and listen, let's make a we, difference.
1: We appreciate what you did at Auburn and we love yes. you for what you're doing now. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate yep. And y'all. by the Thanks. way.
2: Mike, Mike's wife was highly pissed off. I have to say this, massively pissed off that you were released from Auburn. We're still mad about that. Oh, We are. That's-
1: we're still mad about that. Well, I live <laughs> there vote. now,
3: so, so I'll be at the game on Saturday.
2: That was awesome
1: it was awesome he's a great guy so
2: yeah. what do you what do you feel about this you know air force chief of staff guy you know what is your uh opinion about well you know the yeah. process of of getting these uh dei people into the, these leadership roles
1: you know i it, it's really crazy but in you and i because of the friendship we have, we, we see the same, we look through the same lens. Um, the military has no business. The military is the most diverse, equitable organization ever devised by man. We have no business pitting one group against another because we are a cohesive fighting group. And I say group because, you know, it used to be, you know, the Marines would do their thing and the Army would do it. But now we have this joint task force. And so the Marines will take this aspect of it, be supported by this, and the Air Force supports both. And uh, so why do we need diversity? Why do we need racial, you know, teaching? Why do we – the only thing we need to do is teach how to break things and kill people. That's it. It's the two basic tenets of any military organization. And we're really good, good at it when you turn us loose and let us yep. do it. But bureaucrats, you know, I can remember Diane Feinstein. She was one of the big proponents of women in women in combat. Women, I said, okay, I'll tell you what let one of them qualify to be a Navy SEAL and let her commanding officer come up and say, okay, we've got a mission. Okay. And that woman then raise her hand and say, well, I, I can't go because it's, you know, it's my time of the month. He's go, wait a minute. You just broke down this entire unit's, you know, readiness. Yep. So we're going to throw you out there in the middle of the ocean and you're going to do your part. Well, she would make about 12 strokes and a shark would take off off both her <laughs> legs. Okay? Yep. So that just goes to show you that there's sometimes when you just have to you know, tell Diane Feinstein you've got no idea what you're saying. Absolutely none. The military fights for the man on the right. And the man on the left, we don't flat, we don't fight for flag or country. We fight for the man on the right, the man on the left. When you can't pick up your buddy and carry him back to a safety place, the cohesiveness
2: of that unit fails, breaks down. Yep, breaks down.
1: Well, you can every, break-
2: you know, the the unit is the whole unit is determined on the mission. And the condition of the physical and mental condition of the people that are in that unit.
1: Absolutely.
2: You know, people say, well, if you got these weapons, you got this, you go, you know, all this technology, whatever it is. Look, it doesn't matter what you have. If inside of every individual, that unit, the character is not aligned together in the unit to accept what the mission is and dedicate their lives to that mission, it's over. Before you even cross the line of departure. It's it's really that simple. And, and, and a see, lot of people don't understand how military works. They're saying, see, you know, just, just give them more weapons, give them more rockets, give them more whatever. No, how about you give us character? You give us people that can actually do the job with the weapons that we're going to give them that's the primary issue right one of the
1: things that i've always had the utmost respect for for the from the marine corps is that every one of you guys and gals no matter what you branch you're in is yep. first and foremost a rifleman
2: that is correct
1: the army's not like correct. the army we break it down if you're a typist well, you got your little typewriter or whatever. Now your screen or whatever. Mm-mm. The first and foremost of everybody in the military is they should be a
2: rifleman. Yep. They because should be an actual think- soldier, a true soldier first. Yes. Then the MOS follows that. That's what the that's Marine Corps. Right. That's how it when,
1: when all the technology breaks down and the enemy's on your gates, That's it.
2: Everybody's got to fight. Surrender or die. That's it. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
1: So, you
2: know, people, people
1: that have never been in the military don't really understand that while it's simplistic to look at, it's very complicated to proceed. You know, um, because, I mean. Just think about the logistics involved in moving a 1,000 people someplace. You know, trucks, water, food, ammo. Yeah, you got to have a headquarters company, so they got to have paper. I mean, it's an amazing, all-encompassing thing. The majority of civilians don't think of it that way. Nope. They only think about their job and how it fits into their day. But the military, oh, man.
2: I really learned that when I went to Somalia, and I really realized what the military actually is, even though I was in the military for 11 years prior to that. And when I came back from Somalia, I had a whole different concept. Of what the military is, not not just the Marine Corps, how all of the forces come together, Air Force, the Army, the Navy with their ships, and how it's all integrated to accomplish a higher type mission of doing what? Supporting the United States. And unfortunately, in some cases, the political decisions to send us there. But you know, once that decision is made, the military does and should do what they do. Once that decision is made, well, we go and 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 do the mission. That's where our focus right. is. We're not worried about why somebody's sending us there, which a lot of us, you know, are like Somalia is a great example. Why am I even here? Why am I right. dealing with you know what's going on in Somalia? because our government said to go there. and unfortunately it, you, you got to get past that to, to one to be able to survive and two to to be able to complete the mission.
1: Going back to our discussion with Senator Tuberville, if we had any kind of leadership, we'd be going, to Zarenko or whatever his name is in the Ukraine, and we'd be going to Putin and say, you guys got to sit down at the table. Yep, absolutely. Send your representatives. Y'all have got to sit down because guess what? Nobody's winning anything at this point. What we've Mm got to have is a ceasefire, and you guys got to come, and let's see where our differences are and see if we can't work through this.
2: I but, guarantee you, ne- neither one of those countries have a strategy to win the war. No, they don't. That's neither, that's why we're still in the situation.
1: And and the thing about it, bud, um, we're paying the salary, the full salaries and benefit of fifty seven thousand EMT workers over there in right. the Ukraine. We're paying we're paying the pensions. Of their bureaucrats. I mean, if there's not some sort of graft involved, why are we even doing all this stuff? Right. It's one thing to send them a case of bullets, but it's another thing to start paying everybody's fringe benefits and everything like that. We even got, we sent them money for small businesses. Our businesses over here are dying. We're sending over there to keep their businesses propped up. Something's not right with this picture.
2: Nope.
1: And you Mike, do a um, I
2: appreciate you being on the show with us, with uh, the senator. Um, oh, my privilege. You know, hopefully I'll, I can get him back. But uh, it was amazing that the, the, the senator had the time to spend with us. He's a, a great patriot. He, he understands it. And I think he has learned so much. Coming out of Alabama, you know, with his coaching skills, developing character, individuals, all that. And then he goes into this swamp environment and he's realizing that the people that are actually running this country that are part of Congress, uh, they don't have that. They don't have what is necessary to be great leaders uh, of the country. So that's that's What? what he's dealing with. One of the
1: things, Bud, that he said that was amazing to me was um, you know, they had a law, they have a law in place about abortion, and they've had it for 30 years. It was yeah. voted on and passed by both the House and the Senate. Yep. Yeah. And the Biden administration just goes, We want, we're going to sign an executive order and change all.
2: You know, where'd they get that kind we, of power they don't they don't have that kind of power but it's we right. and the uh legislative system is allowing that to happen that's right because because the majority of them are weak yeah, insane sick non-leading self-centered you know politicians that, All all they care about is if I can get reelected again, doesn't matter what the policy is, I'm going to do it. So have a great day. Thank you very much for Colonel for being on here. And we will talk to you later.
1: Talk to you later, brother.
2: Yep.
0: Wish a buck was still silver, and it was back when the country was strong. Back before Elvis, before the Vietnam War came along. Before the Beatles and yesterday. When a man could still work, and still would It's the best of the free life behind us now The good time's really over for good I wish coke was still cola And a joint was a bad place to be it was back before Nixon lied to us all on TV. Before microwave ovens, when a girl could still cook and still would. It's the best of the free life behind us now, it's a good time. Really over for good. I'll be rolling down hill like a snowball headed for hell, with no kind of chance for the flag or the Liberty Bell. I wish a Ford and the Chevy would still last ten years like they should. It's right. it's the best of the free life behind us now. the good time's really over for good. Stop, Stop rolling downhill like a snowball headed for hell. Thank you, Will. up for the flag and all ring the liberty bell Let's make a Ford and a Chevy that would still last ten years like they should Cause the best of the free life is still yet to come The good times ain't over are good.